What's happening, people? It's Marvin Abbey here. Just letting you know that this is part one of this podcast. If you've got any dilemmas, any questions that you want us to read out, the number is 07865252564. That's 07865252564. You can also send them via email, freeshotsoftequila at mail.com. That is free shots of tequila at mail.com. You can follow us on Snapchat. This is free shots. Follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Just look for it. You'll find it. And lastly, if you are listening on Spotify, you can interact with the podcast now. You can leave comments on each episode. So let us know what you think of the episode. Anything you found funny, any views you wanted to challenge. Just, just leave it a comment in there. If you are listening anywhere else, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts, shout out you. Thank you for listening. Shout out all our listeners in the UK. Shout out all our listeners in Europe. And shout out all our listeners in Africa, America, and anywhere else in the world. Australia, I think, and a few other places. All right, cool. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> Is it recording? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, bless nah, 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 nah. Oh, oh, yeah, we'll just cut it out. Well, because, hey, nah, nah, this, this will get out somewhere. <laughs> you know what it looks like? <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, you're like, woo, jokes, in it? <laughs> just fucking with you. <laughs> I was just fucking with you, right? <laughs> oh, listen, we got bad jokes, in it? And I know you're listening, babes. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I bet. You're now listening to the Three Shots of Tequila podcast with Marvin Abbey, Mr. Exposed, and Taser Fucking Black. All right, before we start the episode, yeah, can I just say... No, 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 fuck that. Can I just say, shout out... Um... Face Child wanted to go home. <laughs> no. You know what, yeah? Do you know what, do you know what yeah? I was enjoying seeing the two of you doing your thing and seeing it live. Because <laughs> you know, I heard, I love I heard it on say the that pod still, yeah. all the time. Oh, like, people always say we always yeah. argue, innit? Who? Me and Taze. He's always on to bed. Now, I just want to shout out, um, I'm going to get out of the way, Nines. His album is a um, great piece of work. Um, I went on the Spotify to see like what people's favourites were. And I noticed... Um, the intro's cold. For me, the intro is bloody cold. Crop circle came out, then my life changed. Caught my dad a Benz off the lot. I caught Mumsy a nice rain. I, I, I was moving boxes every day. My music took off, so I stopped selling yay. Uh. People like Calendar. Calendar's wavy. Which one's calendar? But I think that's the, the one he's talking about. Videos. My Monday chick, supermodel, always comes through on some runway shit. Ah, uh, got me, got me stalling like my car was in clutch. Probably would have locked it down, but she parties too much. Tuesday got more breasts than Kentucky. Airhead, but she get the best sucky sucky. Yeah, that one. Oh, Tuesday, the Tuesday thing. Yeah, yeah. that tune's cold still. That, that one's a single. That, like that, that's that's single masculinity, you know. I was you know what losing you know, on that you know, tune, bro. You know, I like Nines. Nines' video is always cold. Yeah. Like, but it's always the same thing though that's it's, him, the same, that's him. it's the same video many it's times over like yeah, but, it's, but it's cold as in like everything's going on and it's just a walk, different variation of the same video just but, but through. I, think, I think like Daniel Cruz I need, to double, walking. I need to double check I need to double check because I haven't seen Crop Circle 2 yet as in the actual feature length film but I think Soprano 2 it's the set of the movie and he's just rapping through each different you get oh, okay. all the things happening in it. I think it's part of the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, but that's just my speculation. I haven't seen it yet. I think it drops today. So obviously, by the time this episode see, drops, yeah. I see the Stephen Castillo saying, "Yo, this weed. If you buy it, you get me. You turn into a six foot two light skinned man with green eyes." <laughs> like, what are you talking about? The confidence <laughs> that it gives. 
It's called death. But, uh, you mean hey. I'm gonna hit it and die? <laughs> but again, it, I can't remember which episode it was. Um, a while back, I can't remember what guest we had, but you lot was getting on to me when I was basically saying that growing up in the ends, a lot of man's um, inspiration was that dope boy. Like he's the one that you looked up to. The, the no, but we've all agreed that that's what it was like. Yeah, that's no, but, no, but when I said at the time, everyone was getting on to me. But no, yeah, what's my no, life yeah, when, for? When I said when I said yes, yeah, when I said yeah, certain man's in, um, aspiration in life it was to like bag the baddest, um, be get the most money, buy the um, the sauciest watch, whatever. Yeah, we but disagree then I, with it. No, 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 no. At some point in life, everyone will say you got to grow out of that. Mm. Or some man ain't grown out of that, and they're big 35, 40. Like, I don't know what point it, 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 you reach where you're like, you know what? So I, what I point still like to dabble in that lifestyle. What point did we disagree with? <laughs> I can't remember what I said. I can't remember the episode. I can't remember the episode. But there was, when I was making that... That's not that, like you lying. No, 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 no. When I was making that point... I said we got onto him. No, no. When I was making... Yeah, because I... You said we disagreed with you. Yeah, if you want me to go back to the episode, I'll find out. Why are you lying on our name right now? Listen to what I'm saying. If you want me to go back to the episode, I'll find it. Right now, it sounds like some shit we would agree. Nah, nah, nah. When I was saying what I was saying at the time, you don't look to me like, what the fuck are you talking about? No. Why would we disagree? Wait, hold on. But we're from I've grown up yeah. around look at, look, being, coming outside college and seeing the older brother putting up in the whip, picking up the baddest girl in college. You didn't, you didn't think I wanted the whip? No, I'm not that. saying you did. I'm not exactly. saying you did it, but I'm just saying at the time. And even when if I you said didn't said, want it, we're not going to disagree that we saw a man all <clears> over there. No, but what I'm saying is, at what point do you grow out of it? A lot of girls will say, that's a lot a of people will argument. say, yeah, no, I know, but that was the if conversation that, we were you know having. I mean, that's one thing. No, but what I'm saying is, that's the conversation we were having. Like, there's men that are just 30 don't like plus. names like that. <laughs> <laughs> there's, men, there's men who are 30 plus, and maybe they've just got themselves into like money or a good job, and they still want to fulfill that 16 year old. Dream, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. That's basically what I was getting. But when I know for a fact, when I said it in the previous episode, the man them got onto me. I can't remember who the guest was as well. Can't believe you're quiet, Brent. And you know, Brent was out here pulling up all them other lies. But you're not going to pull up these lies. You're saying a lie. <laughs> That's a nice reflection. You were watching football lie. before, but you were out here pulling up lies. Please, please. Lie. <laughs> but going, please, going back, it, it happened. happened it happened. I'll find an episode. I'll find an episode. All right, cool. But going back to going back to nineties album, and I'll stitch it in. Yeah, cool. But going back to nineties album, I get that feeling. <laughs> I get that feeling from the album still. <laughs> hey. What are you saying? Sorry, what are you feeling? I said I get that feeling from the album, especially looking at the numbers and seeing that after Tony Soprano 2. Uh, I just put I just put a ton on the back of a truck. Me, me and Meiji should have won the cannabis cup. I, I ain't put no plaques on my wall yet. Buy at least five, I send them packs to your doorstep. Everyone's favorite is basically Calendar. No, that's a tune. That yeah. is a tune. And no, all. for me, the, the best the best tunes on the album are the tune of Wretch um, and Scraps. Highly blessed. All them tracking me in my head. I bought another band. Me now got stress. Feeling like it's 99 again. Start with highly blessed. Highly blessed. Big tune. Tune. Um, the tune Chase Styles for Vela Tune I, I, I ain't even landed this key My brother Lofty grew it This is family tree Lying on diet Tra- Trapping crazy Talking more boxes Than the back of JD Nah the one that you Put on there Fire something Oh line of fire Tell, tell them pagans Let's go I'm sitting here Strapped like I'm facing death row Bad, bad up who I brought Uzi I had drones Bringing kid packs On the prison yard Like call the Jews Tune part six, S- soprano tune. Um, the letter to Hydro, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tune, so imagine my brother Hydro's on the run for an M. 
I'm in college. I literally third day or fourth day in college. My mum was on me to do a course. I jumped on a little plumbing course. But it's like three days in. Them times, man's called me saying, yo, Hydro's got grab. I'm like, fuck it, no. But they're like, yo, he said you get his line. I'm like, me? Them time I'm only 16. Obviously, I was doing my little thing, banging out like a Forza, four and a half in drills and shit. But Hydro's line's mad. So I'm saying, nah, not me. You know, like I'm gassed. I literally told all them niggas in college, yo, you're never gonna see me again, but I'm out. Yeah, the intro is cold. The intro is cold. The intro is cold. You know, the intro is bloody cold. My favorite um, nines bar of all time is "fuck apart." Yeah, I ain't got time to rave. Got a Ferrari in the microwave. I sat in the crib and I was like, I don't know what that means. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> good. I'll get that. You know what it means? Yeah. Huh? This is got a Ferrari in the microwave. I get it still. I get what you're saying still. <laughs> What's the Ferrari in the microwave? He's talking about like drugs, isn't it? He's got the, enough the, food the, in the microwave. Enough, food, like Ferrari. Okay, enough okay. food in the microwave to like that's a Ferrari in it. Like once dip, I pebble this and not whatever, whatever. Ferraris, but it's cold though. It's transparent. You know what kind of Ferrari? How much food did he have in the microwave? <laughs> he's got a Ferrari. He drives a Ferrari in the video. Uh, yeah, at that, and think of yeah. when that video came out. Yeah. It's the tune with um, it's the one, no, it's not the one with Hailey. Can't blame. Me. Is it money in my mind? I think it's money on my mind. No, but he lets the yeah, it's money out. on my mind because Hylie was on Can't Blame Me because mm. that's the first time I ever properly heard Hylie. It's crazy. Oh, I swear. Yeah, like properly, properly. Oh, remember, okay. that was before Into. Oh, if you think about man. when it was, it was before Into. He done it. Nice done an interview. Well, with, it was um, maybe really close. He done an interview with Amplified Dot on um, Apple on Do- the Dotty Show. And he basically mentioned that um, not in a disrespectful way, but he just like he doesn't really listen to the man them too tough when it comes to like what tunes he should put out because a lot of the man them didn't want him to put out I See You Shining but that turned out to be like his best selling single so he's like sometimes you can go to the man them and ask questions but they don't really see like the main what what, what will take off mainstream I hear you I, I can guarantee you the man them didn't want Jay Huss releasing Lean and Bop Lean and Bop Lean Bop Lean Bop 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 And if you're feeling the vibe Make your wallet hat lean to the side And if you're feeling the vibe Make your wallet hot, lean to the side. I step in the room, they all notice that. And if you know you're hot, throw your shoulders back. Like, they all notice that. And if you know you're hot, throw your shoulders back. The dude did well, but I don't think he didn't release that dude because when I listen to Huss and I look at Lean and Bop, Lean and Bop is one of them tunes there that I feel like, you know, that stain on your record. I think it's a banger. Well, like, the no, no, no. I, I will never ever deny that that was a, you know what I mean? It's a very good commercial song. I just don't feel like It's his sound It's his sound I feel like it was just One of those things Where when he was coming up Because if you were I can guarantee you Huss will never make Another song like that And that's why he's probably That was the only mm. Mainstream song like mm. that He ever made Because you know You can look at a song And you can tell an artist Made that song Because he was coming up You know what I mean He's now messing with The labels and stuff and They're like This is what you're supposed To make or whatever Even when you look at The way the video Was put together You know what I mean That doesn't seem like Something Huss See the matter thing I see the opposite Because Huss When he has a freestyle the freestyle songs are just mad. Like, I said, the Nyanka. Brother, hustle rhyme, picture frame with microwave. I don't know how he does it, bro, but hustle would just be like, I'm in the picture frame. In I the said, microwave. when I roll up, you're like, it. wait, hold on, man. But it goes. So, so when that Lena Bop tune, because it's just, it's like, it, Lena Bop to me just sounds like a freestyle that he just threw out. And Lean and Bob to me song. is like that, you know, Kano when he did Rockstar and he ordered 
kicks with the uh, wings on them. You know we saw the Jeremy Scotts. Man had the the Adidas crepes with the wings on them. <laughs> he looked like he was gonna fly into the, into the horizon. I felt it, to me, it felt like a song that Huss wasn't really, and that could be, you know, what I mean, that could be just me, you know, what I mean, projecting. But I, it genuinely felt like a song he may not have been comfortable with. But like I said, you're an emerging artist. You're now messing with a label, or you know, what I mean, you've got a distribution deal or something. You've got an A and R involved, and they're telling you this is the sound. That needs to go out there. Like I'm saying, as an artist, it's probably something you've experienced where people are like, hey, this is the music you're supposed to be making. But you're thinking, you know what I mean? Especially as a gospel artist, you're like, I want to make this. But people are telling you, but maybe gonna, you should make. I'm going to say it's a different realm though. So let me just do intro yeah. quickly. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, there's a mic just like right, right close here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sweet, Perfect. sweet, sweet. Uh, what's happening, people? Welcome to another episode of the Free Shots of Tequila podcast with myself, Marvin Abbey. Who else have you got in the studio? Mr. Exposed. And Taser Black. And we've got a very, very special guest in the studio. Can you just let us know your name, brother, and where you're from? Faith, a.k.a. Faith Child from South London. Croydon, born and raised, man. So let's get straight into it. So Keith actually spun the block there, and it was a good little segue. But you're an artist, but you're a gospel artist. Yeah. So it's non-circular, right? If that's the term. Secular. Secular? Yeah. Many people say secular, but it's not secular. You're funky, clean sheets, brother. Yeah. Three one. Yeah. So yeah. So like I'm saying, let's let's answer. You know, what I mean, the question we were Jesus. talking, and then we'll split the block and just kind of explain the context of it. So sure. I think what I was saying is, you know, as you know, de- you know, as a gospel artist, you know, when you're kind of getting into a mainstream like, setting, you know, what I mean, you've probably had people try and say, hey, how about you make music like X Y Z, mm. you know, and then eventually you could do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I think uh, fortunately, it's been funny because. Uh, I, I did my first support tour when I was age 11. So like mad young. Your first what, sorry? Support tour. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, when I was age 11. So a lot of people, I used to think that faith-based music wouldn't be accepted outside of the church. But then when I would get there and I'd be introduced as a gospel artist, people would be surprised and be like, that doesn't sound like gospel. Because typically when you think of gospel, you think of hymns, sister act, songs of praise, mm. uh, maybe secondary school, shine, Jesus, shine. But sonically, my stuff sounds more like what you hear on the radio. So I think, uh, fortunately, I haven't had the need to do that to maybe change my message or my sound. But I do get how artists would have to do that. Because again, make a reference to that Kano song and that 4 to 4, that Tyre Cruz era, that Tinty Strider. Yeah. So I see why artists would do that. But I think it's about being genuine to yourself. But at the same time, you have to evolve or you'll be extinct as an artist. The same way they're calling Usher Climax R&B. That's not that's R&B. Not that's pop. It's a tune though. Yes, it's a rhythm. But that's, that's, not, that's not R&B. But why is, it not R- why is it not R&B? Sonically, the sounds of it is not R&B. That's EDM. That's probably produced probably by Diplo or Skrillex, or one of those guys. Or David Getter. Yeah, 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 it's not produced by like a Teddy Check Riley or whatever. What's that? Yeah. That's a rhythm though. Yeah. But because yeah. you, if you're running an R&B playlist, you wouldn't have climax in there. I don't know. I might, you know. You put a climax. But if you written, put that in there, written, I mean, you just put it in there. Can I, Usher. Can if, I just? If you're, add, make, if you're making just love say, to a girl and that comes on, can I just say, mm. produced by Diplo? Oh, there, there you go. go. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he knew that already, though. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, he, no, I didn't. No, no, no. I swear, I didn't. No, no, no. I swear, you know this. I know. I know sounds. You know the one. Mr. Elliot. 
But you don't miss it in there. Sometimes, like, this tune might have been uh, produced by Timberland. I'm not too sure. No, 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 no. interview today. She was like, I did this. No, no, no. But on a real, I definitely... Okay, you could have slipped that song in there, but you wouldn't spin that after Casey and Jojo or after yeah, a Brandy. No, I hate, no, I hate Do you know it. what I mean? It's more like a new age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more yeah. of a new age. So I mm. see that. But talking about Lean and Bob, though, I think it is a good song. And I don't, think, I don't think it's... I, I found out about Huss late. It was a freestyle he did, like, on a stairwell somewhere. And then thereafter, I heard Lean and Bop. And I think Jay Huss doesn't come across as, like, a serious artist. Not that his music isn't serious. I mean, like, he's a, um, uh, look like a chicken seasoning. Do you know what I mean? That's not a serious bar, but he's yeah. a playful guy. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. see how he would have done that. But, yeah. Yeah, because when, yeah, when I look at Lean and Bop, just like you're saying, for me, it just didn't feel... And I feel like every other Huss song that I like, I couldn't remove Jay Huss from it. I feel like for me, Lean and Bob is the only Jay Huss song I could remove Jay Huss from and put someone else in. Like who though? No, it, I couldn't even tell you. Like, I feel like it's just another song I could... You know when you feel like there's those songs that labels create that you can put anyone into and it would work with anyone because it's a, you know what I mean? It's a commercially manufactured song. Because I feel like any other Huss music that I listen to, nobody else can but make. is that post-Lean and, Block, Lean and Bob or pre-Lean and Bob? If it's post, then that's fine. He's allowed to evolve. And I think for that moment... Pre-Lean and Bob, because even when you listen to his freestyles, the way he was freestyling, that's why for me, I feel like it was really... You know what I mean? When you listen to something where like it just doesn't sound like... I'm, I'm not thinking of another song, blood. Because Lean and Bob, when I hear it, it sounds like Huss to me. Even the way he, he rhymes in the, the song is like very Hussy. Like it's very... If that's even a word, but... Maybe you're talking about the beat then, Keith, because... No, it's just just the the composition it's a, it's of the song. A, it's, it's a J5, very, J5 It just feels still... like to me. Do you remember um, Laffy Taffy? It feels like mm. one of them songs. And for me, that eh? Lean and Bob. Keith, that's a wild brother, statement, you, bro. They had, they no, had, bro, bro. They even had Westwood in there doing the Laffy Taffy in the video. No, but that's have to do. I hear All it. I'm saying is, no, but, just, no, but Westwood Americans, no, like as in, in terms of if you go to America, you say the Fifty Cent, Nas, J. Who'd you know in the UK? All them are naming Westwood. No, I know. But, but I'm we, just saying, we rate no, 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 no. For me, so, my so issue is that Westwood no, wasn't in the no, video. I'm just it's just so that it was very, no, but the Westwood video was just video. very, you have people in there doing, no, but people doing no, that No, but I'm that, saying that that Westwood could be in that video because he's a reference here, like, as in like, they know him, innit? But I'm saying that Jay Huss song, Dylan Bop, even if you get the lyrics out, I don't know if you get the lyrics up, Taze, and just read out the lyrics. But it's, it's, it's to me, it's a Huss song. Maybe in terms of sonically, although it's a J5 song, it's not as smooth as the other songs in terms of melody and instruments used. No, I feel like they were both just trying to create but, a commercial song. And maybe I feel like at the time, because it was early in both of their careers, they felt like this is what a commercial song sounds very, like yeah, based it was, on. It, was, it sounds was, like, remember when Chip had that pop album? Yeah, but this was very early trans, in his career. Not, though, transition. not transition. No, no. Before transition. Oops, transition. Oops, the one where he was... With Kerry Hilson and all the guys on that album. No, no. The, even the one before... Oopsie Daisy. The, Oopsie Daisy. Up once, I messed up twice, but how many times are we gonna try again? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I feel like yeah, yeah. that's what that sounds like. Yeah, but, yeah but, but you can you can clearly see Oopsie Daisy is a pop song that like you can and clearly I feel like see. Lena Bob is a pop song. Nah, Lena no, Bob is, is a pop same, song, bro. but it's it's still, the same. but it still has J Huss vibes. Yeah, 
Like, Jay Huss still made it his own. Like, you lot are going way, you lot are going far back, you know. Like, before Lean and Bop, he had um, Dem Boy Pagan. Oh, man. See, mm. that's a different song to me. But that's what I'm saying. Like, literally, Pagan, with Boy Pagan got and then the, you look at Lena Bob, those are two different songs. Boy Pagan and then No Lie. Um, uh, those two tunes are what got him the deal. For him to release Lean and Bop. And then when he's got Lean and Bop, now he's got his mixtape. I, I, I get what you're saying, Keith. I get what you're saying, Keith. The yeah. then, he, then he dropped his mixtape, uh, 15th Day. And that's when he, and then the year after is when he released Friendly. Posted on the block like a low life. I like my Fanta with no heist. She said my lifestyle is no nice But my wood is so good they make her blow twice hey. Why you don't grind? You don't like money? What? We spend money like we don't like money what? And those and songs from then sound on, different So yeah. the only song that yeah, sounds like yeah. Lean and Bop is Lean and Bop mm. That's, yeah. And I feel like if it was one of those ones where he, like, he went through a time, those are the songs he wanted to make or whatever. The only song he made in that way was, and that's what I'm saying, for all like, I could be talking shit right now. And that's one of his favorite songs that he's ever made. And he absolutely loved it. And like I said, I could be projecting. But for me, that's how I feel it sounded. You know no, what I mean? That's fair. And you can you look at the songs before it and you look at the songs after it. It's the only one in my favorite, that, that. My favorite J Huss song is um, Leave Me on. Um... Uh, I think it's on Now there's something else with Burn Away But when man said The Nyinki Nyanka bro I was listening to that I'm like what is that? <laughs> what does that even yeah. mean? Common Sense That yeah. one Common Leave Sense me. is dope. one of my favourite tunes You know what I mean? And all the songs he has with Icy You know what I mean? Those yeah. are all bangers But uh, I don't think you can name a, a like, One song But uh, J-Hub's got too many But one of, but one of my favourite He has albums but, you can listen to He has albums But one of my favourite part of My favourite songs is that Did you see what I done? Did you see what? Did you see what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you see what I done? Came in a black Benz, left in a white one. Oof. Anytime mm. I'm in the car. Ah, since I'm saying those already. Brother, I'm in the car on the radio. When that bit comes on, I'm in the car. I don't know who, who said just leave that in. Manda said, Hush, everyone keep quiet in the studio. This is going to play. That is genius to leave that in, bro. That's like Young Jeezy G- and uh, Air Force Ones. When you listen to the end bit and the beat comes, doom, 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 doom. Ah. Oh, Sometimes you just le- let the beat play at the end of a song, bro. It's, it's cold. Going back still. to Line of Fire, yeah, I got a shout out. Um, 
facts because every single time he's on one of Nines' songs, the guy just comes on smoky blood. And do you know who's sick as well? I don't know if you've heard it. Um, have you heard Line of Fire properly? You know the brother that he's flows mad like while I this, while that, what's up, while I flips. I say, wait, hold on. I think his name is um, Streets. Say, so, yo, big man, what? Let me, I need to play. The grind I'm on do mileage. Came up from a queue, I'm done queue like high bridge. If she ain't on the kid no more, I'm live by a bitch. My pitch, I fly bricks, do lie licks. Ah, listen, the tune's what, hard, man. Do that tune reminds me of um, Dave's tune in the fire. Line of, this one's line of fire as well, no? That's what I'm saying. Oh, in the fire, sorry. No, it reminds me of Dave's tune in the fire. Oh. As in, because the way every man comes on smoke. But I think um, Nines does it regular on his, um, on his tapes. I was mentioning this on radio. He's got Line of Fire and then he's got All Stars. I think All Stars is like artists that are not from Church Road because um, TE's on one of them on his previous album. <laughs> Smokes it. But then Line of Fire, I think it's like the Mandem pull up and then it's like Mandem from the ends just pull up and just drop me a verse. And he does it all the time. So this is part six. He's done part five, okay. three, four. Five, five is cold. Five is on Crop Circle One. Yeah. And I think two is just like a freestyle on YouTube. There's, but you just see the Mandem rapping is sick, man. There's a freestyle of his that got taken off the internet. It's the one he does on the bus. Nines. Yeah. Yes. He did this like a, I think it was about two years ago. It's before he went to prison. Uh, probably you know said something. He dropped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know mm. what I mean? He, you know what I mean? Dropped, I think he said something about scraps or something. That's I'm spacing this on mm. internet comments and stuff like that. But it's freestyle he has um, on a bus, essentially. Oh, it's one of the, you know what I mean? It's one of the coldest, you know what I mean? One of the coldest. Nines is sick, man. He can paint, he's, it's the way he paints pictures and he does it so lazy. I just play you just a, a bit of the beat at the beginning and you'll know which one it is. Yo, you know time. I've never heard that thing. I think I've heard this one, you know. Just the beginning. It's not an official shoot. Niggas riding for cloud, they ain't banging for cause after crackheads. I'll get out, grab me a woods. I'll be broke if I was waiting on my guys. Now they're watching my pocket. I'll slap the hair. Now the eyes are flipping. Right, I'll send you a lot to the way The way Nines just raps is just. It's brother. So nonchalant. He's nonchalant with it. That's why like, I, I rate. I rate certain men because there's certain men that like I can listen to at any point of the day. Like you can put nines on at any time of the day and I'm like, I'm listening to it. Like another one for me, Fredo. Like anytime Fredo drops a freestyle, I'm listening because he, I, I, Fredo really drops a freestyle. I'm like, yeah, garbage. He's gotten better though. When Fredo starts rapping, yeah, I'm like, yo. But you know one thing I will say that nines, nines has always sounded like this. That's my point. He's always, go to his old tapes and listen to it. He's always signed it. He's always had it in him. It's just a matter of, are you going to take it seriously? I think that's the attitude that people have when it comes to nines. Are you going to take it seriously? And it got to a point where he did. And then you can see that this guy can rap. He doesn't need to go to the mountains or work with a different producer. Whatever producer you give him, he's going to give you a song. And he usually raps exactly the same way. Freestyle. Yeah, when he's on the block. Yeah, that's the one with... um, um, the beat um, I'm the man I think it's that Rich homie Quan beat Do you know, what's, man do you know what's mad though When you listen to everyone Yeah they've cha- Everyone's changed so it's, it's funny you say that If you hear Stormzy From the beginning You hear Stormzy now the, There's similarities With his voice But he's changed Listen to Getz From back in the day mm. Listen to Getz now He's changed um, Even if you listen to Kano Not as much But he's still changed Do you know what I'm saying Whereas Nine's like Sounds exactly the same as he yeah. did back then. Yeah, exactly the same. He's always had it in him. Mm. Exactly the same. He sounds exactly the same, but somehow he's still relevant. It's flagrant. It's kind you know of, what you it's listen kind, to? It's kind of like, Blade as well. Blade's yeah. always sound the same. But remember, you but got... Blade is, is he can butter. Blade can, that, that's why I say certain rappers are sick. Blade, Nines, 
um, I can't think of anyone else at the moment, but product because them man they don't change what they're say, talking. And I feel like they they're very it. monotone that, 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 in how that's, they spit that's, that's as well. That's my point. As in, like you know that sometimes like you're like you there might be certain man you're like I oh, change the subject. I've never listened to a, a nine song and been like change. The There's some people that are out there I've, saying I've, it though. I've seen I've ne- tweets. Right I've right never now. listened to a Blade but, Brown song and been like that love the music, change the subject, brother. These man talk about the same concept in a different. But yeah, but this is but this this goes to the argument of. If you're good at something, you don't need to change. Just just keep doing what you do, as opposed to and I feel like dabbling managed, in Afro beats and dabbling in you know, funky house and dabbling in Amapiano. Niche market, you know what I mean? So I'd say UK. If you were to think US, you would say somebody like Push in terms of they make music for a certain Shit group for of people. Those people love that music and they never have to change it because they have, you know what I mean? You have your, you know what I mean, group of music. I feel like even with what you do, you're like, I'm not trying to capture, you know what I mean, anybody that's not within this realm mm. of music essentially you know what I mean like I'm trying to entertain a certain group of people they love it I don't have to do anything outside of that remit essentially what are the, what are the obstacles you face in the gospel market because I'm I'm assuming that you might face stuff like if people maybe see you out somewhere in a certain environment and they're like but ain't you a gospel artist mm. or maybe I don't know it could be something dumb like you're on in your car and circa what's it called again circular Secular music is playing in the background, and someone's like, "Wait, hold on, your gospel." Like, what do you face in terms of your music? In terms of when you make it? Yeah, I think uh, the main thing, one of the main things that a lot of artists struggle with is so back in the day uh, when we're making like grime music, people are like you can't make gospel grime because grime is synonymous with violence X Y Z. So that was a big issue back in the day. I think also again now also as well, like we can't do fraud to support gospel music. Do you know what I mean? As in, to buy your equipment and that? No, to even finance it. Like the average rapper coming up might be doing the madness to fund what they're doing. Yeah. And even non-music stuff kind of thing. So the funding to get that is an obstacle. And again, um, I remember also back in the day, and even sometimes now is how gospel is your content. So you could rap about a madness or whatever and slip some Jesus in and people are like, oh, that's not gospel enough. Or so for, for the Jesus church, yes, yeah, so it's like, how many times did you say Jesus in that song or whatever? So I think even now people are trying to toe the line where it's like, I'm a Christian who happens to make music yeah. or am I an artist that wants to make Christian music? And I think as human beings, um, there's, we're multifaceted and multi-layered. So every human likes a bit of ratchetness and righteousness. And I think you have to be able to convey a message in a way that it doesn't sound it's the same. Yeah. Because how many times can you rap John 316 on a song? Mm. So you have to talk about life. In essence, Christianity is about life. Yeah. Now, how does, how does your faith and what you ascribe to navigate? How do you navigate life via that? So you, I can write a love song and I can slip in a verse or how my faith helps to navigate that. Mm. But that's really how it works, in my opinion. How do you feel about, because I've seen, I can't remember who it was. Um, like for example Kanye West is doing Kanye all year R. Kelly is doing R. Kelly all year then R. Kelly drops uh, a Christian album it goes number one in the Christian charts Kanye drops Jesus is King number one in the um, gospel charts how do you feel about stuff like that because I don't know if certain people in the church would be like nah this is not fair because you like ain't really although God is um, judgment and whatever you lot are not living this life you can't just dip in and out of our charts when you want to when it suits you like or do you just think boy it is what it is they can do what they want and how do you feel about that two things 
Kanye West has been like number one on the gospel charts for like three, four years, which is like great but annoying because no one is doing Kanye numbers yeah, in the yeah. Christian field. So yeah. if you release an album, the best you're getting is number two, which is annoying. Yeah, the best you get is number two. Yeah. <laughs> the good side though is that people who wouldn't typically enjoy or listen to Christian music or faith based music yeah. are now getting that via Kanye. And uh, is it Sunday service choir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's sick because you're able to give a positive message to an audience who would typically not want to hear that, who would not want to hear that. And even the title of being a gospel artist for me or Christian artist or whatever I might be called is that I'm not into Sikhism or or whatever. So if you say, "Yeah, I'm a Sikh rapper," I'm going to think, mm, "Am I going to listen to that?" So similar. With people saying, oh, I'm a gospel artist, like, I'm not really into the God thing right now. However, if you listen to it, it's like, right, like, this guy's got like, punchlines and metaphors. Sonically, you're like, I enjoy mm. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm happy that people like Kanye or Chance or even Stormzy or Snoop has a gospel album. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah Snoop has a gospel album. I had a Rastafarian thing. That's what, it's Rasta thing. I'm just something love or whatever. Snoop Lion or something. Snoop Lion, no, that's something else. He just oh, no, reinvents himself thing. all the time. Yeah, so I think... Uh, the plus side, the plus side of it is that he does all of that. But one thing about faith in America is that a lot of them play church, in inverted commas for those who can't see this, in which like you do a madness every day while Sunday you go to cleanse your sins. Mm. And that's why you would have artists win a Grammy and be like, and be like, oh, I want to thank God for this album, but the whole album is on smoke <laughs> yeah, I mean, and yeah. it's anti-God. It's all shooting man in the face. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. and you're thanking God like for that. God nah, God, nah, God ain't in that, bro. <laughs> God is like, mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, so that's the only kind of issue and it kind of gives a, a distorted message as to what do you really, do you really rap where you live? Mm. It's a bit like rappers today. Mm. You know, you listen to a guy rapping about shooting something like, you know, you know about that life kind of thing. And I think with faith-based music is a bit like that. Uh, we're going to double into some um, uncharted um, territory. One second, right I was going to say something that, you know, sorry to cut you off. You know, I thought it was pretty cool what you said when, you know what I mean, you know, certain types of people start to listen to gospel. Because for me, even then, it was like, you know, when I was listening to that album, I would see when the Kanye album came out, people were like, I can't relate to it. So why would I listen to it? Then I was like, what? You know what I mean? How can you relate to music without shooting people in the face? Mm. But you enjoy that. You never mm. shot no one in the face. You know what I mean? You've never sold drugs. You know what I mean? You ain't had a hundred. Hoes You know what I mean So how can you Relate to that But you enjoy it Yeah So what's the difference And that's literally Where it was for me You know Some people can relate Better than some But (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna say What part he can relate to But you know But I was like Yeah When I was listening to that I was like Yeah You know what I mean I can't say You know what I mean This isn't for me Or because I don't believe In X, Y, Z Because I really don't believe In shooting people Mm. You know what I mean That's a fact I I, don't believe In trapping I had the same talk With someone else the other day And they were like Oh um, something about city girls and a lot of these girls rapping and not living what they talk. I said, brother, dreams and nightmares. We don't live there. Oh, the mom, my wrist bust down. Bear man rap that bit. We <laughs> got a watch. I said, so at the end of the day, we're, we're all seeing lyrics that... We can't relate to. You know even um, in Walk in the Park, um, half mm-hmm. of the crowd all snorting my, my Charlie. Charlie. <clears throat> no, you never... Do you know what's... Most people never, never sold drugs. Do you know what's funny you know what about... Um... In fact, you are the customer. <laughs> you know what's funny about the, um, the whole City Girl um, rap thing, yeah? Mm. It, it's come out that... I think her name is uh, Lato. About 130 of her songs leaked, yeah? And a lot of them were like reference tracks. So it came out that she's got writers. 
Essentially. Bro, Little Yachty wrote the suit. No, 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 no. I know, but a lot of them, a lot of these female rappers that no, are no, charting, no, no, but all of them, majority of them, but are no, not even just written. majority, like lots yeah, of them. but all, but all men have written their lyrics. Brother, we know that, bro. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, so essentially, what what you're listening to is a man cosplaying mm. women. Yes, ah. no, but even the guy. Who, so I'm saying, yeah, no, but, yeah, so yeah. so women are rapping what we think, what men think city girls are. No, but thing that Lotto guy. Sorry, no. The guy who wrote for Lotto said... They interviewed him. In the interview, oh. and he was like, oh, I wrote it for Lotto, but with that being said, she changed a lot of the lyrics because when I gave her the song, she changed a lot of the words, she changed a lot of the flow. I just gave her the skeleton of the song and she changed everything. So I feel like, even Cardi, for example, I feel like maybe Cardi now is in her bag now where like, Kodak, was it Kodak Black? Was it called again? Kodak Yellow. Kodak Yellow, that is it. Someone wrote that for her. But you can yeah. see that Cardi's getting better. So she might start to write shit for herself mm. now. So I feel like maybe we maybe if some of these artists... Remember, sometimes with some girls, it's the look. Have you got the look and the sound? Have you got the look and the sound? We, we'll handle the rest. Yeah, Glo- Glorilla writes her own. Is it? Yeah, she writes her own. Even the other one that don't play with it, don't play with it. L- Lola F- Brooke. Tune is smoky. I, I believe in anything she says, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe in anything she says. New York rapper chick, yeah. If you must have seen it. With the sausage. No, not that one. That one's scary. She'd believe her too. But she, <laughs> that one could have been records, too. So you know that's banter. But this chick has... It might even be a playoff. This one, where she's got tattoos all over. And you know what I mean? She's got the mic. I think the, the one with the sausage might actually be banter of this one. She's got tattoos all over there and she's spitting. And I was like, yeah. Has she got the gun on her? Yeah. That's the one. And she got it tucked in. Mm. That's the one. And you're looking at her like, yeah. But when you go to New York, you speak to certain girls, you realize that I don't think some of you are joking. Like, as in, like, <laughs> some of these girls will, smoke. They'll piss you, like, the pistol whip you. Like, they'll, like, if there's a problem, like, like, the energy over there is just, just, my man's, are you dumb? Like, you dead ass, son. Bro, it's mad. <laughs> dead ass. When you're, and you're like, you're, the thing is with America, like, girls will be so upfront with you, yeah. If you're not a confident dude or you haven't got a snappy comeback, you're toast. Mm. Like, I told you about the, 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 the girl that come up. To- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So my man, at, um, when we were in, uh, where were we again? Said it on a podcast. We were in Proud Embankment. And my, my brother's gone up, gone up to the American girl and was like, rah, what's good? What's going on? Yeah. She's going, uh, would you want a drink? She's going, yeah, I want a bottle of Dom P. My brother stuttered like, as in, uh, you ain't got that? She's bopped off. I said, Jesus. When he told me, I said, brother. I said, yeah, I was stunned. Like, I didn't know what to say when she said that. No, no, Dom P's expensive, but, my guy. <laughs> five balls a bottle. But yeah. In that place. But it's kind of like, they don't mind like telling you like, yo, we can, I, can I just shout out a few rappers that are sick though? UK ones, female ones. There's Crystal, there's T Zandos, and then there's a there's a girl called S, um, SB. I can't lie, don't. 
But they're cold. They're cold. I'm just saying, like, we talk about um, female rappers and they always go to this whole, they're ghostwriters or they they just look good. No, there's something that can actually like rap this. I hear you, but there's just certain stuff you listen to. And as much as we can say as people that, you know what I mean, it's music or whatever, there's, you know what I mean? like, And for me, like, I know that a lot of artists I listen to are probably like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's something I've accepted, you know what I mean? But I, you know what I mean? There's a look you have to have for me, you know what I mean? Where kind of believable, you know what I mean? <laughs> I need a certain level of, you know, you know, plausible okay. deniability. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Where I can sit there and say, I thought, he, you know what I mean? Like, swear down these lines. Yeah, I thought it was Bruh, true. I thought that was for real. But then you look at certain people like, I can't, come on. You know what I mean? I, in, yeah, the well, words, well, in the words of Michael Blackson, in I can't next get Friday, this shit. I can't get jiggy to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but even that's like when they were getting onto Trillie, innit? Like Trillie, I don't, I don't think. I Trilly, think she looks believable. No, no, no. Trillie didn't make her point properly. So what Trillie was trying to say. You gonna speak for Trillie? No, I, but do you know what is my dog podcast? Isn't it? So man can read between the lines. I think basically, I might Trillie. If I'm lying, then you can pull me up. But I think what Trillie was saying is that she's been out of the game for a year or two, and in her absence. Remember, she wasn't saying she's the greatest rapper. She's just saying in her absence, no one stepped up that she can say, yo, you're, you're the next up. Now, for example, in rap, for example, if there's a point in time when Tion, you would have said Tion was like the guy for a year, yeah? But if Tion goes away for a year, hey, man, and, and no one, but you know someone else is coming up. Like, for example, after Tion, it was, it was Trap. Then maybe Rimsey, you know what I'm saying? So you're seeing man like, Put in work rate that, to the fact that like Tion's coming back like, I've got to get my, I've got to get on job because you can lose your position. Brother, whereas with female rap, I think what she was trying to say is she's been off for a year, and she hasn't seen anyone really like dominate the genre. And I think that's what she meant, but I don't think she the way she worded it made it sound like she, she was being bitter nah. or like she was. And I think that's what she meant that like, for example, like. Who, who released the album in that time all you have to out do, of the women? All you have sense. to do with people is, you know, when people get mad at stuff and they make it seem like she's bitter or whatever, you know what I mean? Ask them, well, who are you listening to right now? What female rappers are you listening to? And they could name nobody. I'm not saying you, man. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? You ask these people that will come out and say, nah, she's being this and this and this. It's like when people get asked about, you know, when people would um, go out there and talk about the WNBA, people should be this, this, and be like, who's your favorite player? Huh? You know what I mean? What team do you support? So, you know what I mean? So, you're out there trying to pull this person up, trying to make it seem like this person's talking nonsense, but you couldn't even name, you know what I mean, the the three hottest female rappers at the moment. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Maybe it's due to ignorance or whatever. Right now, you know, I couldn't name three current, you know what I mean, outside of the people you read or the stuff that I just seen on the internet. I couldn't name. No, I can. Three. I could. I could definitely name. I could, for example, you can name Little Sims. You can name. No, no, no. I'm talking about current. I'm not talking about people that have come from. No, no I'm just. I'm just saying in general. If you no, no. Talk... I can name females. I'm saying like if we were to go by what Trillery said in terms of new people that. No, she wasn't saying. No, she wasn't saying new. Trillery, or like Trillery, anyone that's holding the mantle. She was just saying like, sitting up. She's gone away for a year or two. She ain't seen no one dominate. So, for example, I I could say all right, Little Sims has not dominated. The... No, no, to a mm. degree because no, she won what is a Mercury. So and you and you've. So that means you've had a body of work out there that people have recognized. Well, in the last year? I, I, I'm just saying, but the last couple of years. I think Sims, Sims and Nux won a mobile. Yeah, yeah. yeah, last yeah, mobile. Last so, mobile. So, so for example, that's someone that you can say, all right, then that's someone else. But then, all right, cool. But it's like, I feel like with female rappers, maybe they tend to just release freestyles or like singles, which is fine. But then you're not dominating your field when other people are not releasing. Whereas if you look, 
even I must have messaged Rimsy the other day and I was like, bro, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, you're one of the hardest working brothers I know in rap, but I have to rate it. And he was like, oh, thank you, my brother. Because Rimsy would release an album. Man would go on the road for like 14, 18 days where he's like in Bristol this day, Nottingham this day, Birmingham this day, London this day, where he's meeting and greeting people. Like, even Trap... Pro- because promoing his album. Promoing the album hard. Remember, trap, trap Warm trap, the same went thing. charted, I think, a year after its release. And that's what people need to remember, that sometimes you, you can't keep... You're only as good as your last project. How honest are we cases. allowed to be today? Right. As honest as you want. Because I wanted to ask what Little Sim songs demand them now. It's not even about what Little Sims songs demand them now. Like, no, little no, Sims, but... like, I big up Little Sims' thing, you know, but I've never heard no Little Sims. Do you know what's so anyway. funny, yeah? I... On the way here, I was thinking about Little Sims and I was thinking about who is her audience and not since she doesn't have one. I, it's more just I feel like it's more niche and it's more like the kind of like SoundCloud kind of crew kind of thing. I'm not saying that it's now, but I feel like she kind of came up through that. But wherever feel she's in, she's dominating, she's killing it. Like even her last album, I think it's Inflow, she worked with someone like that, yeah. where everything is live, orchestra's in. And she's got that song point and shoot where it's like a kind of Fella kind of Afro vibe and whatever. And I think, because uh, when you're talking about female rappers in the UK and dropping albums and projects, I was just quiet because I was thinking, I don't want to say anything and defend anyone, offend anyone rather. But I can legit only think of the popular ones like Steph, mm-hmm. um, Little Sims, Miss Banks. Yeah. And Miss Banks is more mixtapes than albums, yeah, if I'm yeah. correct, kind of thing. IVD. But, but that's yeah. my point though. Like, you should be able to have a conversation about artists and not offend anyone because it's the UK bro no I'm just saying no because remember we're not saying these women are not good no Mm. one said that I'm just saying what Trillery said I believe the clip was taken out of context and I think because Trillery's coming on there was a bit of like a tone to how she said it I'm a bad girl you bad girl can't see me yeah do you know what I'm Mm. saying so like people are going to be like and also as well sometimes it's like because Trillery has not dominated it either people are looking at her like why are you talking? Because you ain't dominated either. So that's another issue where it's like, sometimes forget the messenger, listen to the message. Yeah. And what she was just saying is, I've been away for two years. Yeah, and, and you're and, right. And, and she no, didn't and, say, and, and, I was and, dominating and I yeah, left and nobody else and did. No she says, said, I left. And, yeah, she said, I haven't done anything. Because as, as I said, if Tion, if Tion was in the studio now and we said to Tion, oh, has music, whatever, he's gone, brother, man was on top of the game. I left for a bit. Rah, came back. The room was on fire. I had to just get busy because um, Heddy's, Dropping a project. Um, Avelino's dropped a project. Um, Rimsy dropping a project. Like, there's always someone drop it, pop a, um, pop a paper, dropped a project. There's and always com- someone dropping And they're competing with each other. Nines well. now has dropped a project. So I think Avelino got a, a number 12, innit? So now Nines, I don't know what Nines is. Nines is aiming for the Didn't he get, no, didn't, number, didn't, didn't he get number one? No. Nah. Nah, nah, didn't get number one? No, nah, you got no, number 12. one in the iTunes chart, but I think in the general chart, like, number you got a 12. Nines is looking at top three. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. So look at that. Like, so that's already in the space of two weeks, Nines and Avino dropped. So, and that's not even a year. So I'm just saying in general that I, I kind of get what Trilly was saying, but she just didn't articulate it properly. So everyone just came for it. And it just made her look bitter. And it's like, nah. Because that's like, that's like us, man, for example, stepping out of the podcast game and then saying, brother, we've been gone for a year. Ain't no one done no live shows. That's everyone saying, "Ah, oh, you man, that's well, but, but what we can't not, not 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 to say that the the only metric to measure um like women's success is the rate that they drop music. I think I've got a number one independent album, or is that a different something? 
That'll be a different chart, bro. That's independent. What website is that on? Uh, official chart. So that's correct, but you still have them. So you know you got Billboard 100, whatever. Uh-huh. You got like R&B Billboard. So he is number one what, in, in that. Yeah, but in the all together. 12. The, yeah, 12, 12 in the. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay, that's probably yeah. what confused me at the time. So um, I saw number one and I thought yeah. he had. Yeah. But, that, but that's still a, a number one. But, but it's not the. But congrats to him on that, though. Same yeah, 100%. Movie, yeah. Come, same movie, Big Dup Nands. Shout out. Um, yeah, 100%. Number 12, because he came on a couple weeks ago. So I remember this was his first album. This is his debut album. Debut album. And like he put work in as well. Do you know what I'm saying? My favorite track so, on that, by the way, in case anyone's listening and wants to go, is the intro. There's Twin Flame, which is a tune, but God Save the Streets Part One. Wow. That's my tune still. I must say, Avelino's album's incredible. Mm. I think many things can distinguish what a good album is, but the way he's knitted together with the storytelling of the streets and the kind of narrative, I think is really, really good. Really, really good. And I think Dave did that similar with Psychodrama, mm-hmm. you know, the therapist going through. I'm talking about flowers and giving people's props. Big up you, man, you know, seriously. I feel like a lot of people... You're making me bluffed. No, 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 on the real. Like, what you guys have accomplished yeah. is incredible. And I was listening to the pod the other day. Um, well, I listen to it normally anyway. But I think because there's more podcasts now, people think that what you guys do is light and doing the live shows. The last one I was able to make was the Shepherd's Bush one. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it's been a minute. Yeah. And I think just seeing the growth of it, like Royal Albert Hall, like, that's not light. Uh, that's not light. Like, again, podcasters in general don't necessarily do Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. They never do OG Shepherd Bush. Yeah. You know, so, people don't how, understand how difficult that is. You know what I mean? I'm glad you, you know what I mean? You kind of pointed that out because when you sell a show, especially like with us, the Royal Albert Hall show was a little bit more difficult for us because of COVID in between. We canceled three times or twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? You've got this show and by the time it's time for your live show, you know what I mean? Think about it. So we've announced it in 2019. We didn't get to do the show until end of 2021. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it wasn't last year. It was the year before. Yeah. We didn't get... It's so, 2021 or 2022? 2021, the end. End of 2021. So it's nearly 2022. It was. Them, 9th no, of November. November. Okay. 9th of November. Okay. So literally, so if you think about it, two years. Imagine how many shows do you buy a ticket for and you still want to go to two years from now? Yeah. Or do you even remember you had a ticket? It might even be available. Two years you might be yeah. out of the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Might come and up. And pe- people don't know you. Just because you have a following online... It doesn't mean you can move people to part with their money to leave their houses. Yeah. That's the hard a lot part. of people don't know that. And that's why you'd have people with like 100K, whatever, 200K on, on the gram. And they're only doing like 200 cap venues yeah. because they can't move people to come to an Indigo O2 for 2000. Because if you think about it, as an artist, you know that if someone's coming to your show, it's not just £20 for a ticket. Yeah. You think it's twenty pounds for a ticket, you know what I mean? It's you know, I need gums for the show, you know what I mean? So you have to, you know what I mean, got an outfit for the show. You know, with women, you know what I mean, gotta get a dress, you know, Marvin, you gotta get the best drip, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's you know what I mean, you it's what it costs you to get to the show, you know what I mean, what you spend on drinks while you're up there. So that twenty pound ticket is a hundred and fifty pound night. So you think to yourself, you know, for you to get somebody to leave their house and come out there and spend over a hundred quid, you know what I mean? Or even let's say bare minimum, let's say sixty quid. If you just look at the bare minimum, you know what I mean, in terms of clothes, getting there, having a drink, doing whatever, that is difficult to do because you're like, I need to get these people to part with that money, essentially. You're like, okay, a lot of people don't want to go to these shows yeah. to get to alone. So, you know what I mean? So, that person's thinking, we need two tickets. You know what I mean? So, literally, if it's one ticket, think about how many times you go to a concert by yourself, 
No, you don't. You don't mean no, like, cool, how many people can I bring out with me, essentially? So there's so much that goes into it where you're like, if I ask a person to come up, there's so much that's involved in getting that person to my show. And people don't understand what goes into all of that. You know what I mean? Getting a person from listening to what you're doing to deciding to buy a ticket, to deciding they want to go, to deciding to come, you know what I mean? That whole step. And then let's put two years in between. That's the part people don't understand. That two years in between is stress. I had people message me on the day of the show, like, oh my God, I forgot I bought tickets for this. Can I get my money back? No. (laughs) Bro, it's the day of the show. Speaking of selling tickets and concert venues, um, there's an online petition to save Brixton Academy and it's it's surpassed five, sorry, 50,000 signatures the South London music venue faces permanent closure after the Metropolitan Police urged the council to strip the venue of its license. This comes after two people were killed on December the 15th when fans without tickets tried to enter the show by a Nigerian artist, Ashake, at the venue. The Academy's license was suspended for three months by Lambeth councillors and a decision on whether to reopen the site is expected to be decided um, at a licensing meeting soon. Um, just wanted to know what you lot's thoughts are. People are suggesting that they revoke the security firm's license and bring someone adequate re- recommended by the police, bringing new security procedures that include crowd control to ensure that a repeat doesn't happen. But please, let's not turn this venue into a soulless bunch of flats, as that will more than likely happen in the event of permanent closure. And some developers been eyeing that up. <laughs> you know they've been eyeing that up already. But... I heard through the grapevine. Um, I can't quote where I heard it from because I don't know whether it's true or not. But I'm just going to throw it out there. The people who own the um, academy have been told to renovate if they want to stay open. So if, I don't know if you've been to Brixton Academy, there's only one entrance. Yeah. I think they've been asked to renovate and refurb and then add another entrance at the back. So it will, it will help the, the flow of um, people. attendees in and out. Obviously, that's going to cost money and I'm not sure that they want to pay. Uh, I think, sorry, I think... It's either you lose the venue or you spend money to keep it open if that's mm. part of the stipulation. I also feel like in regards to that, uh, first of all, rest in peace to the guys that... Yeah, two ladies. Two ladies? Two ladies right that yeah. lost their lives. Yeah. I think, one, it was wild that uh, they announced Brixton Academy being shut permanently and they shack his next London show like two days apart. But that was crazy. Oh, I think that's the promoter. But, yeah, I know. That's but, crazy. But the only issue with that is... Remember, they're not, they're not joined. I know, I know they're drunk, so, and they're not, so, so, but it's just so crazy that yes, well, the reason why it's shut down yeah, yeah. is crazy that's been announced the same... But, but the funny thing is, I, we've been in yeah. that conversation, so like, uh, the first thing in regards to what Taser said is, it'll be weird to... Like, I'm not saying they shouldn't have another venue, I mean, another entrance, but it'll just be weird because the other side is on the one-way system, innit? So I don't know how much pavement is on that side and you how much... Build it. Problem, that's what I'm saying, how much problems it will cause for the area... Because I mean, that's a one-way bit around that bit. Cool. Yeah, that um, might, the locals might complain about Yeah, locals might complain and whatever. But in regards to... Uh, you're going to say something about that? No, I was just going to say, in regards to the, the venue, there's not that many venues that hold that capacity. So shutting down that venue is going to cause problems for artists moving forward. It's 5,000, right? Yeah. Because when they do transition into selling out um, Shepherd's Bush, Islington, oh, Kentish Town... Where'd you go next? Though. Where'd you go next? Like, you can't go from Kentish Town... Um, no, two yeah, indigo. indigo. No, indigo is still like three thousand. It's two thousand two hundred. Two thousand two hundred. standing is three thousand. Okay. No, no, seated three thousand standing five. Five, yeah. No, it's just under five standing. Hammersmith Apollo, brother. Yeah, we did Hammersmith. Seated is three something. Yeah, three, eight, three six or three yeah, something yeah, yeah. around them line seated. 
We did it seated, bro. It's 3,000 something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. Okay, cool. So it would only be Hammersmith. That's the 5,000 cap. Yeah. For that, for an artist who can sell 5,000, only Apollo. Their calendar's going to be filled Coco, till 2020. Coco's 1,600. Coco's not big. I'm saying there's only, there's round only round very few. Roundhouse round 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 is peas to hire. That's one. But if you are going to hire Roundhouse, you can fit, I think, just under 3,000 standing. Mm. So I'm saying. Well, my thing is... Tickets for four um, bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my issue, there's a couple of issues I had. So for example, like with that venue, I do a refurb, but you could have seen that venue was, there was, unfortunately it was a problem waiting to happen anyway. Because there's been times I've been to that venue and it's like a bottleneck, bro. Like you get, if you get to that road at the wrong time, yeah, and everyone because you know how black people are already we, we get to the venue at the same time this is a rave everyone gets there just before 12 from 12 to 1 the queue's booming before that hardly anyone's there so in terms of the concerts people tend to get there at the same time and then you've got the if you're on guest list go to the side door if you've got normal ticket go to the main door but it's not because it's on the main road it's not cohesive it's not smooth you know like O2 for example Greenwich a thousand of us can walk at the same time because it takes you so long to actually walk into the O2. It's kind of thought of that there's more doors. It's staggered. It's staggered. You know what I'm saying? You go to the AEG, the big bit. There's five doors. It can only bottle. It can only go back so far. Yeah, but it's still a problem. They could keep you outside before you. Do you know what I'm saying? No, but even the O2, like as big as the O2 may be, there's not only one entrance into the O2. It's split. They tell you you're either this gate, or you're the gate at the back, and even then, that kind of helps push the crowd out and then once you get in you immediately look for your gate yeah. and sometimes you could be on the other side so you're still walking another 20 minutes but, so they got the crowd moving all yeah, the time whereas you, with Brixton the moment you walk in you just walk into one space you no, might not I'm, even be the person who wants to move to the front you might want to just stay in the middle Yeah. before you know it the crowd just builds no, up I'm talking about, up, the, I'm talking about, the, I'm talking about the entrance for example in O2 someone can radio and say listen there's too many people in here shut the doors so that first big door you get to a man could just say, hold on, wait there. We need to make sure everyone inside is in. So they can take measures like that, whereas Brixton, they can't do that because if the door's shut, you're, you're saying no one can get in. The road just, that's what happens. It just piles up there's a, and there's a madness. So, but my thing is, I feel like people need to give Asake some slack because remember, when it comes, people don't realise, when it comes to concerts and um, bookings and stuff like that, this booking, for example, he might have made it Two months ago, it might have been in the calendar, but they decided, all right, let's maybe give this time to breathe. Let's announce it. It just so happened that they've announced the venue the same time as the sake. Do you know what I'm saying? But people yeah. don't realize that, like me as an artist, what do you want me to do? Because it wasn't actually his fault. It was his concert, yes, but it was the fault of the venue and security. It wasn't his fault. But people looking at sake like it's distasteful. Like how could? But bro, like, what do you want me to do with his career? Like. It's, it's sad and unfortunate RIP to everyone that died but he's got nothing to do with this as such he was remember he was a, he was backstage getting ready for the concert he didn't know what was going on outside yeah. people looking at it like it was him that said alright let my 200 people in and they called no it was nothing to do with him it's the venue's fault and security and we know that because the security are liable and the venue are liable because the, the venue's lost their license nothing to do with Sake so when people are kind of giving the energy to Sake I'm like Allow him because this could happen to anyone. It could have been, God forbid, a free shot show, and a venue's fucked up, fucked about, and people have that's happened. People looking at free shots like, oh, "This is your fault, brother." We were at backstage drinking Lucasade. 
we had nothing to do with anything. So I'm saying people need to kind of bear that in mind when they're looking There's even thinking a, about a sake that it wasn't his actual fault. Even to move away from um, this particular event, because obviously I can imagine that some people's feelings are still... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a sensitive topic. Let's talk about other events that have occurred. I'm not going to mention no names, but I know a particular event that happened a few summers ago and um, said festival was like, because of the amount of people that come into this area, usually you've got to um, speak to the people that live in that area and let them know that as a part of a, co- of a committee, you go speak to them and you let the police know, you let the residents know that I'm going to do a particular event in this area and these are the things I'm putting in place to ensure Stake- stakeholders. that the event runs smoothly. Cool. So one of these festivals basically said, you know what, because of the park that we're using, we're going to hire the second park for parking. You lot that are attending this festival, please park in that. The, the field is vast. There's bare space. Just use common sense and park alongside each other. Do your thing. Some people are like, no, nah, man, it's too far from the entrance. So they started double parking on the main road. And the main road is a dual carriageway, 50 miles an hour. Mad. So obviously police had to come and shut it down. But they're like, yo, you can't park on this road. Whether you like it or not, you can't park here. And the problem that a lot of people have is that, ah, oh, that's too far. I don't want to walk. And then they just start parking. The event gets locked off. Who do you blame? You can't blame the promoter. No. You can't blame the acts. You can't blame the DJs. It's you lot as consumers. But people, but, but that's a, but people, people ain't hearing that. I, I went to that festival and people are blaming the promoters. And my thing is, the issue was, something, basically what happened was, people started parking on either side of the road. But something happened where, I think some girls were walking in the road there's no pavement. And they were drunk. No, there was pavement either side. No, there weren't no pavement. Yeah. It was just grass, green grass, whatever. But I think one of the girls either got hit by a car or something happened. So in them dealing with that, that's when the paramedic tried to get through. And what happened is the police locked off the road. So with that being said, because the man said the last entry, 6 p.m., people started panicking like, ah, it's 5.30. There's a hold up. I'm not going to get in. So people just started to park their car wherever. As in like, literally, I'm in traffic. Put it on the, the side. Get out of my car, walk. So you saw bare people walking. But in that being said, when the ambulance is trying to get through, it can't get through now because... Not, remember, normally when there's ambulance trying to get through, people can do that with their cars. They park yeah. their cars, in it? But people couldn't park their cars because there were cars either side of the road. So the ambulance now couldn't get through. Police said it's, it's a hazard. Mm, we're, we're looking at we're looking mm. it. So I tell you the saying there was a massive field with bare space, but people were not going into the field. And also, no matter what event you're going to, yeah, if the last entry is a certain time, that's the last entry. I don't know why people try to push it like, oh, it's not busy yet. Bro, the license states, I'm not allowed to let and I, and I learned this the hard way. Sometimes some people's license states here, yeah, you're not allowed to let anybody in that hasn't been in already after a certain time. So it's not like I don't want to let you in. I advertised that last minute, last entry was one. You're here at 2 a.m. talking about, yeah, but it's not busy inside. My boys text you. Bro, there's cameras. I cannot let you in. And most people don't understand that. Like I said, I can let you in. You know what I mean? But if something happens and then they start to review the cameras, right? All they're going to say is, you were letting in people after the time. 2 30. Mm. So, like I'm saying, those people may not even have had anything to do with what's going on there. All it says is that's a breach of your license. Yeah. You know what I mean? An orphomantic, you know, it, that came out late. And I lose my deal. whole license, yeah. my whole license, and that affects me conducting business so when, so when in people, the future. Yeah, so when people are like, oh, so obviously so some people have asked me, Taser, you've been stung by opening up a venue and then being forced to shut down. Would you open the next one? And I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, because 
I can see that it's a lucrative business, but no, because if I'm still going to focus on the current audience that I focus on, it's going to be stressful in the long run. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be stressful. Whether you, I'm not, and I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I just know my crowd. We're the ones, and as sad as it may sound, but we're the ones that they deem our events as high risk. Yeah. yeah. You lot tell me why are we high risk? I can point to so many events and tell you why we're high risk. But then they'll be like, nah, why are they painting us all with the same brush? I hear that, but I'm not going to be the one that's sitting down with the committees trying to convince them that, let me go ahead with this event, only for some riffraff to come and now get it cancelled. And then everyone goes home demanding refunds of £20. I have to refund like 200 bags. Come on, man. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand when it comes to events, there's so many things at play. It's not, and again, it's down to licensing. You know, it's not just Marvel, Kivas or Taste Sense, so you can't come in after a certain yeah. time. And if, if the thing goes wrong, as you mentioned, the cameras, and I think, again, even with the double parking thing on the dual carriageway, that's... Certain communities sometimes don't want to follow rules and they don't understand how it's had a ripple effect. Mm. Again, why is it up? Yeah. A certain demographic that has issues when it comes to licensing and whatnot. So That's public disorder, bro. You're yeah. double parking but, but, on the... On, on and people don't even think about your thing, Marv. They don't think, oh, Marvin wants to be able to do this. For them, they're thinking, bro. Even the my dude. but the investment, bro, a big but no, festival. They, but they, they don't care. They just I know, hit, I know, I know. They that's just, the, that's like, just their weekend. When yeah. I remember yeah. I, when I had my party at my house, I'm not sure if it was the first big one or the second one. I think it might have been the second massive one, right, bro? On my road, you were there. Yeah. See where the cars were, mm. brother. And I was telling people to park at the station. Like I tried to tell people park at the station or whatever. I just had to have security to keep people, people off my neighbor. Bro, certain people just going on the neighbor's drive. I was like, brother, you don't even know who that is. The car is just live all on the driveway. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? But there were cars from one end of the road to the bottom. When I say, bro, my road has never seen so many cars ever. And people just parking literally, you know what I mean? On either side mm. of the road. And like I said, you know, it's one of those things where people might not mind the noise. But now that there's cars all down the road, now it's affecting how people get up and down the road. You know what I mean? But you're trying to explain people, yo, you know what I mean? You've come to a party, bro. There's free liquor here. There's free liquor here. There's free vibes. You know what I mean? You have major league DJs here. All I'm asking you is just park your car. You know what I mean? This is a free four-minute walk. Nah. In some venues, and we'll leave this shit yeah. right here on the road where we want to leave it. It is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm not even charging you to be here. You know yeah. what I mean? You're here to vibes for free. And don't get me wrong, yeah. Our our demo, um, our crowd, our community, we definitely make these people money. But at the same time, sometimes it's not worth the risk for some of them. It's not worth the risk. But like, I know my bar spend's probably gonna hit 40, 50k, which is amazing. But not if it's the last the 40K police, I ever yeah. make. The, <laughs> the, the police are telling me that dispersal, everybody has to be gone by 4 a.m. Yeah, like that, that these are the things like that they clear. say cleared. Outside yeah. needs to be clear by four. So technically. How quick can you disperse your crowd? You're like, yeah, I can get them done in an hour. All right, cool. Then your event has to end at three. The bar's locking off at 2.30. You get someone in there who arrives at two, hasn't settled down until 2.30. He's like, yo, why is the bar closed? But who goes to a party at two? That ends at three. Yeah. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I don't want to stand here and be complaining with you, but I'm just like, bro, come on, man. Like, you're not even helping me right now. But what do you want me to do? But people don't realize as well, like, as black people already, we face... So many like, adversities. We, we face fair adversities, but people don't see it. Like, for example, there could be a black event that has trouble and council are looking at it like, oh my God, we should shut this down. It could be a white event that has trouble and the council thinking, mm, don't let it happen again. Like, it's just how it runs, you know what I'm saying? So It's not right. It's, it's, it's not yeah, right, but that's, but that's how it is, for example. So 
with that being said, even when you have like big festivals, I, the funny thing is most of the festivals, or a lot of the festivals that people have, I speak to the people that do them and they tell me that most of the issues they face are not from the police and not from the councils, from the residents. Mm-hmm. Because once the, once the it gets announced, you need to let the residents know this festival is coming to your town or your mm-hmm. area. So then, and they can put in like something to say. Because there has to be a certain amount of time. Yeah, we, we yeah. don't want it or whatever. So you counter that and then you obviously um, introduce clauses. So you say, okay, I'm going to have X amount of security. I'm going to have X amount of cones. I'm going to have signage. They want everything to be like, okay, so you're telling me that, let's say, for example, you're driving down the road and then the festival's towards the right. There has to be signage on this roundabout so that everybody goes right. So everybody goes left, sorry. I don't want no one doing right. Right is where the residents are. So if you can, can guarantee that, obviously you can't guarantee, but ideally that's what you're trying to guarantee. So then what happens is people realize that it's left, there's, there's traffic. So people go right and start parking. That's an issue. If a resident complains, the festival will go ahead, but this festival's not going ahead in this park again. Yeah. Because you, well, when we had the meeting with the committee, you said no one was going to trouble this road. You didn't put signage on this road or road close. You didn't do that. That's you. Now there's cars outside my house. And what you're forgetting... And the residents will take pictures, you know? And what you're forgetting yeah. as well is, remember, like, people have this mindset that, like, the UK is diverse. No, it's not, bro. Because when... You, some of these festivals, when I drive outside of London and I'm, I'm parking, I'm not seeing no one black. The only like, blacks like, here at that festival. Brother. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, you can even see, even Matt's Barbecue, yeah? I must have pulled up, I must have parked to, like, in one... I parked in some back street, like, not even a back street, bro. I don't know if you remember my story. I couldn't even find my car, bruv, because <laughs> during the day, yeah, well lit, like, I could see, brother, during the night, pitch black. I'm like, where is my car? And you know that when everyone's gone? So I'm just walking on this park lane, like, hold on, I think it was this right. I think, but luckily for me, you know, like, in ways, when you park your car, it will it, tell you it, where it tells you where your yeah, car yeah. is. So luckily, like, that's when I found it, and it had my phone even light. Maps will tell you as I had well. my phone light on, whatever, whatever, yeah. But where I parked, I remember when I parked, the woman was, I think, worked somewhere and she was like, yeah, you can park here, whatever. So I parked in like some nook. But as you're, as I'm walking out, you could just see white people like outside their house, like literally just Human. crossing their hands and just looking at like all the black people What's in the going area on here? thinking, what, what is this? Like, we, like, we knew there was a festival. We didn't know it was going to be we didn't this. Know, we didn't know it was used, but you could actually see the energy of like, this ain't happening again. What's going on around here? You could see it. So I'm just saying that and litter. people need to be Aware of that, but only thing most of the litter was. No, I know, but I'm saying litter is another thing as well. So you see, like where you park your car, you might mm. quickly finish your food, yeah. you drop away. Like that adds up in yeah. someone's. Area. Imagine your area right now. You come back home, everything's fine. Then all of a sudden, there's a festival. You come home, and it's just who's supposed to clean this up? So I'm saying yeah. all of these things are taken into consideration. So, it, so and it costs. That's another thing. So you might ho- you might have an idea to host an event. The venue's telling you, you you're going to have 100 security. They tell you you need 200. You need 200 to go ahead. Man. Your budget's gone. You're looking at the DJ like, big man, I know you wanted to book DZ, yeah? You might, to, you might have to go get these, man. That's what happens. And then you're wondering, like, ah, oh, you got cancelled EZ. Listen, can't afford that. It's not in the budget. I'm, I'm like, we used vibes to, or profit. You know, you're talking about dispersal. We used to yeah. have issues with the council. Remember when they used to come out and they'd just hang around just to see how long it would take and they'd have the, you know, the, what's the, noise, the, thing. the noise thing. You know what I'm talking about, Taste. Uh, the decibel reader, yeah. But the funny, but the only about this thing is, people don't realize is that a lot of these people are safe. So, like, mm. anytime at Lux, for example, like I'll just be about in it, then I'll see them new, normally pull up. And the thing is, what's good with these people is they tend to have relationships with all the security guards. So they'll just pull up to an event, 
get out of the van and just speak to security guy, like, what's going on? How you been? How's things? That's why it's very important to get on with security and get on with everyone so that, so there's times I'll come out and be like, oh, what's going on, lad? You right? Everything fine? They're like, yeah, yeah, we're just doing our rounds. Because remember, sometimes it might be that favour where they're like, them man at that event are cool, you know? Let's give them a blight as opposed yeah. to me coming out, what do you want? Is it because I'm black? They're like, mm. then something happens at the council. No, yeah, they're waiting. I, I don't like that event. You just need to play the game, innit? So a lot of the time they will pull up, you have a conversation with them, they're fine. But the problem is a lot of the neighbours, they know how to lie. So some of them will be like, oh, we smoke weed outside. So now that's something different now that council have to investigate. Yeah. Oh, we've heard there's weed. Brother, no one was smoking no but weed. But then who here. did they go to? They asked security. Mm. If the security is on your side, I'm like, you know, smoking weed. Brother. They're lying. And, and also, remember, the noise The noise people, if they come and say, listen, there's weed. Oh, man, you spoke to security, don't find. There's no one else. I'll never forget, Marv. Do you remember, even yeah. at Ivan, I'll never forget when someone made a complaint or whatever, and then they took pics of the cars. And they were like, oh, that old play music. Oh. And I pointed out my car. And I was happy he said my car because they're like, my sound system they ain't even brother, like that. No, no, no. <laughs> this brother, basically, one of the neighbors, yeah, hated us so much that one time he took a picture of all, all three, three of, of our, our cars. cars. So there's one so point where like, it was like, my car, hacked car, Keith's car, like all white in it. He took a picture. These are the cars. And I'm like, brother, that doesn't make no sense because we're at the venue before it starts. Mm-hmm. We're not playing... We're, Where are we going to be playing music? No, but the thing is, we know we're not supposed to play music, so we're not going to blame music. You've it's got the, definitely not from our it's car. It's definitely from, not from our car. Like, And also, the road that, that the car's it's on... one is, way. Is, is a one-way, and it's not even by the venue. What are you talking about? But it's just like, the problem is, some of the residents or people... Will they create, want you gone so much. They will create a lie to get you out of there. That's yeah. like, for example, someone that doesn't like you, and they'll say, oh, you're, um, you're rapping about women in your music. That's not gospel, like, where? Uh, uh, somewhere, like, no, don't try and well, get me that, out because you don't like me. Like, well, you know, that's, that's, that's life, though. Like, it happens with everything in life. It's, yeah, with the podcast. I have to be like a bro, because I said when, when that came out, bro, I was like, I wish I had the sound system you were talking about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I told man, I wish, you know, a man <laughs> said, that's the one that's playing me. I was like, bro, I'll put my, my, I'll put this on, on my new shit, that's banging. Even but that one there, even with, the bar, even with the bar that we had, yes, obviously we've been doing events at that venue for like, what? Four years, maybe. So it just made sense to kind of take it over. Well, we already had the calendar sorted. We just wanted to kind of build the upstairs bit, um, build business there. So like, it's like we're running upstairs and obviously we're making money downstairs. But during COVID, someone had um, built and opened um, flats on top of the venue. Yeah. So when we got the speakers, um, basically we, we refurbed the speakers a little bit just so it could be a bit louder. Started getting noise complaints. So when we did get the when we did have to close for like twenty eight days, it was kind of like a um, a blessing in disguise because it was either this incident that would have shut us down or, or the noise complaints. Mm. Yeah. The noise complaints were coming in heavy. <laughs> they were coming in heavy, but because um, my business partner's number was the one that's on the website, they were coming to him, killing off his line. Yeah, they were coming Man. to him. But it was only eventually that if once the you know sometimes you have residents that. They're living in these flats illegally. So they don't even want to report. But sometimes it's like, nah, come on, man. The noise is booming off. Don't take the piss. Like, if I have to go to the landlord and then the landlord goes And then looking for a venue as well, that's a lot of things that, you know, when you're thinking of, when you get your first venue or whatever, you're not thinking of those things, especially mm. if you've never come across it. You're thinking, I want to grab a venue and this. So when you are doing your due diligence, the last thing you think of is, are there flats? Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot, do you know what a lot of people do? That I didn't realize. I they only found out recently. They, the they rent all the flats and then they just put staff in there. Yeah. Or use it as storage. Yeah, because you don't want to so deal. Smart. So there's no one there complaining because yeah. they own... Or, or, or let's say it's like a block of flats. They'll just take like the first two. 
two floors, the one that's right above the, the venue or the first floor right above the venue. So technically no one lives in there. Where's the noise complaints going? That's what they do. And then more time they'll just offer um, a room or use it as an office space for the people that work, store alcohol and all of that stuff. Mm. So that's the smart way of doing it. But we didn't know that. The first restaurant, well, not first, but one of the first ones I looked at, um, I think I showed it to you a lot time ago and it had four flats mm. above it. It was literally, you can take it with the flats or you can take it without the flats. If you take it without the flats, problems. you're going to have some problems because yeah. that's something that most people don't think about. I'm just lucky now where we are is non-residential, like, mm. you know what I mean, within the immediate area. So we have a 2.30 a.m. license. But anywhere else, there's another one we looked at, I think showed you Great Portland Street or whatever. So while we were just looking at the place or whatever, there's a restaurant two doors down and on the door, there's a sound that there's a sign that said, please mind the neighbors. Based on that sign, you know what kind of area that is. (laughs) You know that if you open anything there, you're going to have that sign there. You know where you're asking your... You know, one of those, those venue days where you're like, it's like when you go Lackey Kane, um, you know what I mean? They do pretty well or whatever, but there's times where off, late, you know what I mean? At night or whatever, they're telling you people like, be easy, yeah. relax. There's neighbors here. There's people here. But a lot of guests, especially when people hit that liquor, they do not care. You are now listening to the Three Shots of Tequila podcast with Marv Abbey, Mr. Exposed and Taser Black. 